Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 490 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we're going to be chatting about a couple different topics. Uh, probably my favorite of all of them is, I got into Yagpin! Okay, I just screamed so loud that Ellen woke up from her nap. I'm sorry, Tuna. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, stretch. Just don't hit the mic. Don't hit the mic. So the reason I started with Goldfinger here in your bedroom is because I am back here in my bedroom. That's right. I'm recording again. Two shows in three days. What's going on? I wasn't sure how frequent I was going to do these shows, but I honestly think I'm going to aim for a couple shows a week. I won't quite be your daily dose of pinball again, guys, but I'm going to be your buy. I'm going to be your buy daily, uh, your, your, your tri-weekly. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the correct, uh, you know, pronunciation for that is or, or or explanation of that is. But first of all, I have to start by thanking absolutely each and every one of you who reached out to me, who commented on one of my Facebook posts explaining that I was back because, wow, uh, private messages, texts, even phone calls. It, it was really great to hear from everybody. And I miss, I, I genuinely, it's, it's, I didn't miss just sitting here in my bedroom talking to a microphone, as fun as this is. Um, what I really missed was talking to everybody. And honestly, after a while, when you're not in pinball media for a long time, it's, I don't even care about the mentions that you stop getting mentions on other pinball media and stuff like that. It's not all about the, the, the M's. It's not all about the mentions. Come on. It's mostly about the mentions, but it's not all about the mentions. It's just that camaraderie of people hearing your opinions on pinball and then talking to you about it and communicating with you and, and, you know, it's it's rekindling those friendships again, which I think is really great. Uh, I did on Monday night pop into the uh, flipping out stream on, of course, TPN, and uh, it was really neat because Ken Cromwell was in the studio with Steve Beatty and Bill Webb, and like right before I ended the podcast, that's when you know, special, like, well, not right before, but a, a couple months before that special when lit obviously ended my favorite pinball podcast for a very, very long time, especially after uh head to head left um, shout out there to Marty Robbins and Roy and C. Uh, I go, I am going to try to do less shout outs with the new show because I think that some episode turned into shout out shows and we don't really need more of those. What I want is more pinball content. So speaking of that, I will say, I got into Yegpin. I'm very excited. For those of you who don't know what Yegpin is, it's Canada's only Stern Pro Circuit event. Um, tons of the top 100 players on the planet are coming from the United States and I believe all over the world. Uh, I'll even be coming all the way. Uh, I, I debated using Paradise City uh, to start the show because as much as people think that I just absolutely hate GNR, uh, I don't hate them. I just mildly think they're slightly overrated. I, I mean. I want to play the game. I still haven't played the game, obviously. The reason I was going to use Paradise City is because, to me, Edmonton just might be the Paradise City. I'm a huge, massive Edmonton Oilers fan. Dreisaitl, I heard I, you got the touch of the COVID and you were out last night. Dreisaitl was the first NHL player, uh, Mr. Leon. Uh, the first one, my German buddy there. Uh, I, I was in Holland. He's basically probably my cousin, I like to assume, in Germany, right? Pretty close, bordered. He, unfortunately 
is out, even though the, the night before that he had got his uh, 50th goal, the first person in the NHL to get 50 goals a season. So cheers to Dreisaitl. But I do want to talk a little bit about the Twippies. I want to talk about the super awesome pinball show being back, baby. Uh, then I want to talk about a little bit of the weird Al and then Yegpin. And am I going to fit all those into one episode? Probably not, but we'll see what we can do. So let's get started. The Twippies. Okay. First of all, I think everyone's being a little bit harsh on Jeff Patterson. And definitely you're being a little bit harsh on Jack and Emoto. Because I don't think Jack and Emoto did anything wrong. If anything, they saved the show by trying their best to deal with... Uh, basically, it was everything that could go wrong went wrong, from what I understand. Now, could this be presented better next year of course is there improvements to be made of course i know that jeff even admitted that on Pinside. but to everyone being that harsh it's like i i now i will be honest had this been like my very first tpf i had gone to and that was the twippies i got i might be like i might feel a little burned i'd be like i might get to go to like i might financially be able to afford to go to tpf like once maybe twice i, I don't know like every decade or even possibly in my life and I tried looking at airplanes to get there. I tried looking at driving there. It was like 90 hours to drive there or something insane. Uh, maybe not quite that much, but obviously, you know, whatever time Google's telling you, that's for a robot driving nonstop who doesn't have to use the bathroom, stop at every place with a pinball machine, uh, stop and visit pinball nerd friends all the way across the United States when someday I get to do that tour. But I just wanted to put my two cents in to say congratulations to everyone who won a Twippy. Congratulations to Godzilla on an upcoming episode. I will be talking about all the pinball machines that have been released since I came out, including obviously Rush, Godzilla, even Ultraman and Halloween. Um, I haven't, you know, Weird Al, Weird Al I want to touch on today because it's the most recent. But the Twippies need improvement. But for the most part, all the presenters did a pretty good job. Uh, I do think Zach and Greg Bone killed it. That was probably the funniest moment of the Twippies. I'm not going to lie when they came in dressed up as Mando and Godzilla, right? That was my, that was the big, like, okay. That, that was the, for me, akin to the Christopher Franchi uh, stepping on a trophy, which isn't as Franchi, isn't as funny the second time. Not going to lie. Uh, but I, I get why he did it. That being said, everyone needs to like just chill with Jeff. He's not, you know, charging money for people to come in. It, now, if you paid $50 a ticket, like some people had suggested charging money for the Twippies, and then that was a production you got, I could see complaining a bit more. But to all of us sitting at home watching it, you know, it was frustrating to watch. I do think it was the worst Twippies so far, like by far. But I'm not going to fault Jeff because I believe that he worked his butt off to do his best and I think some of the things that happened were out of his control. I also think that once you're, you know, off by a little bit on your pre-records, it's an issue. Of course, there's things they can do to fix it next year. And I'm 100% sure that Jeff will attempt to do those things. I do have to say, I watched the red carpet. And um, although the, uh, I did watch the red carpet. And... I personally will just say this. I personally will just say this. I thought there should have been more questions on the red carpet actually about the Twippies or, you know, something to do with pin. I, I don't know, not just what's your favorite pinball machine or what's your favorite machine you played today. I thought that was a little bit 
quirky and weird. And I'm a quirky and weird dude. But if you go back and you listen to just, just, I want people's honest opinion. Uh, I'm not going to be upset if you disagree with me. Uh, You're probably wrong, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be upset if you disagree with me. Go back and listen to the pre the uh, red carpet show I did is about 25 episodes ago on any of your podcatchers, unless you're on Podbean, then it'll be like 30 ago. For some reason, Podbean didn't delete when I deleted a whole bunch of mine. And also for some reason, Glenn, the skateboarder, thank you very much for letting me know that Podbean is now not updating me. So if you are someone listening that used to have me on Podbean, well, well, just keep listening to me on whatever you're listening to me on right now, because that's the one you want to stay on. Okay. Um, I did have several people also tell me that they were just, they, they had forgotten how much they missed listening to my random rants of a, a man on a homestead in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm looking out my new windows. We did get new windows last week, which are awesome. They're instead of being the half windows that you open, they're like the big tall ones. And you can just see an unobstructed view of my beautiful landscape here. And although we had a snow day, yes, a snow day in April, so much snow that no one could even leave their driveways in April. That does happen. All the snow melted yesterday at like plus five and, uh, spring's coming, baby spring's coming. So I'm just going to leave the twippies off by saying this, go back and listen to the red carpet show next year. I literally want to do the red carpet show with either drew from poor man's pinball podcast or drew and Ian. I know Ian slowly, maybe possibly hopefully getting back into the game. Cause I do think that the show was better with drew and Ian. I still listen to it with drew drew. I love you, dude. I thought maybe the TPF episode was, uh, perhaps, I didn't get to hear the same excitement I've heard you talk about with some other episodes, but I still enjoyed it. It was good to hear all the shout outs. I would have liked to hear a little bit more of your opinions on the shows or some of the playing, you know, like how the show was or the playing of the pinball and that sort of thing. But um, that being said, I still enjoy it. I still listen to every episode with Drew on Poor Man's. I still listen to every episode of Tribe Multiball. Uh, of course, I didn't get to listen to every junk drawer, even though I listened to a couple, and I thought they were neat as well. So good for the, the poor man's pinball network. A, a lot of us, myself included, were afraid that we were going to lose a lot of the tribe members, tribe member 26 represent. Uh, a lot of the tribe members were worried that after Ian left, that maybe, you know, the poor man's pinball world would be gone. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Drew. I do have to say this. Thank you, Drew. N- Drew now knows how hard it is to podcast alone, but I will say this. Drew, thank you for keeping it alive because what's, you know, what's going on over there. And if you haven't heard the one year anniversary, go listen to it. I just listened to it yesterday uh, with Rachel and Tim, the Lion Man Lee, their special guests. They usually have tribe members on tribe multiball. Surprise, surprise. Their special guest was none other than Raymond Davidson. And what are the chances that the, the day that I come out with the podcast, for those of you uh, who haven't listened to my podcast yesterday, I'll just say this. Um, I, if I could surmise it in one sentence, it would simply be the reason I ended the podcast was due to my own mental health reasons and due to me being stressed out in life and due to me not dealing with other people's minor complaints properly. Were some of the people wrong in their minor complaints? Perhaps, but it doesn't even matter because I just shouldn't have let it affect me that way. And now I feel like I'm in a much better place. In fact, I even mentioned that I would have brought this show back three months ago, four months ago, had I not got a full-time job. And that just made it so impossible to actually concentrate on doing the show because doing the show, especially three, four times a week, that does eat up a considerable amount of time, not so much writing the show, but just feeling like I'm in touch enough with the pinball community. Like I have watched more Twitch in the past 72 hours. I was on the dead flip stream last night. It was very good to see that Jack Danger is alive. 
He was coughing a lot. Jack, you got to move away from that microphone. You were hurting my ears a little. My wife was watching TV. My uh, uh, wonderful, beautiful drop target Danielle was busy watching the television uh, television show, relaxing after we had the launch of our new product, our, our new coffee. And I was watching the dead flip last night and he was coughing quite a bit. And I was like, oh, my ears. But no, Jack, we're just glad you're back. And what a trooper. Like this guy's already a pinball designer, full-time working, you know, doing cornerstones at Stern. And then on top of that, this freaking pinball nerd is out there still live streaming for all of us. I was just shocked he was even, you know, back in there still not feeling 100% because I'll be honest, if I was in Jack's position, I wouldn't have came back till it was 100%. In fact, I wanted to bring the, the, the pinball podcast back a couple of weeks ago. And the main reason I didn't bring it back was because I got the COVIDs and tested positive for 13 days. And I shat you guys not. I partied like such a freaking rock star. On Saturday, this Saturday at the good old Fundy Flippers uh, 23 in Fredericton, Dylan's Arcade, that I ended up feeling sick after I did my podcast for you guys Sunday, then testing positive or just a very, very slight positive. So it means my COVID came back. It's not that I got it Saturday. It's that I was 90% back of, you know, hadn't tested positive for almost a week, more than a week on um, a rapid test. And then by the time I, 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 just basically drank too many beers on an empty stomach and got blackout drunk for like five hours. And because of that, uh, I think that the COVID came back because I, I did three tests. The very first one, 12 hours later when I woke up um, and I just felt very tired. I had a scratchy throat. Maybe it just was the flu or something like that. And it was a crappy test. I know one in however many of the rapid tests are bad, but there was the faintest line in the morning. And Danielle said, you better take another test. And I tested again that afternoon feeling better. And then I tested again yesterday and both of those were negative. So I either got COVID again from David Dennis. Thank you very much, Mr. Silverball Chronicles, or more than likely just, I was, my body because of my autoimmune disorder was 90% had got rid of it. And then because I basically killed my immune system by partying too hard, um, it came back a little, or I just got a crappy rapid test. Either way, uh, I'm feeling much, much, much better. My voice is working better. And that's part of the reason why you guys didn't actually end up getting a show yesterday. So the next thing I want to talk about is welcome back, Saps. That's right. Mr. Christopher Franchi, my boy. I don't get to talk to Chris very often. I should message him more. I'm sorry, Chris. I just, I still consider him a very good friend, even though we don't chat as often as I should. You know, I comment on his Facebook stuff from time to time and he might throw me the odd like or something like that. But um, I'm just very, very, very excited to hear he's back. Now, there's some rumors floating out there saying maybe, I don't want to spill the tea or anything, but saying that Franchi decided to come back because he knew I was back in the game. He's like, freaking if Orby's back, if this stream of consciousness bastard can just come back and sit in his room and talk, I can make the most best produced podcast again. But maybe it's also he was at TPF and he saw, you know, the other podcasters and, you know, didn't maybe get as many votes as he wanted because he didn't make a lot of podcasts last year. Let's be honest. Maybe that got under his, you know, lit the fire, lit the fire underneath Franchi's caboose to make him get back inside of the recording studio booth. Light the fire. Woo. We're back, pinball nerds. All right. So welcome back. And then I also have to say, we're also welcoming back Jeff Patterson. Oh, Jeff Patterson. See, oh, it's got the twippies on the brain. We're welcoming back Jeff Parsons from the Pinball Players Podcast. Um, formerly, I think he hung it up not too long after me last year. Um, I didn't listen to every episode of that show. I did listen to some. It sometimes, especially if there, you know, it was topics I wanted to hear about that sort of thing. Love Jeff's voice. 
honestly, he's a kind, positive force that we need in pinball. And I think he is the perfect person. I do hope that we still get uh, Dr. Pin, you know, um, I, I think Dr. Pin's coming back. That wasn't mentioned in the post, but I'm assuming Dr. Pin's coming back. And I really hope we get Mrs. Pin as well from time to time. Is four too many? I don't think so. I mean, it depends what you're doing. But I think for that particular podcast and that format, it'd be great to have four. I'd like to hear, you know, more women's voices in, in podcasting, which would be awesome. And obviously, Mrs. Pin is like one of my favorite pinball podcasters of all time. And some would say the person who encouraged me to get out there and do a pinball podcast. Uh, thanks, Mrs. Pin. The world thanks you, I'm sure. Uh, um but no, welcome back. Welcome back, Jeff. Welcome back, Christian line, hopefully. Welcome back, Mrs. Penn. Uh, welcome back to Mr. Christopher Franchi. So not only are we going to be getting some freaking Franchi art this year, which I'm totally beyond stoked about, but we're also going to be getting a little bit of the old Parsons back in the booth with Mr. Franchi himself. I think the best editor of any pinball podcast. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The only pinball podcast I've probably listened to more than twice in my entire life is Franchi's Christmas episode where they go to, you know, George Gomez's house and, you know, with the, the sound effects. And wow, that is perhaps podcast, uh, pod, pinball podcasting at its best it'll ever be. Could Franchi even make an episode better than that? Probably not. But there, Franchi, I just lit another fire under your caboose. Let's see if you can may ever make an episode better than that. Uh, all right. Let's go into Yegpin. So, I did get into Yegpin in good old Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers not only are there, but also the Edmonton Super Mall. And as a person who just loves people watching, and I do enjoy the odd, you know, consumerism, going to the mall and shopping and getting some yummy foods and people watching. Well, this particular mall in Edmonton, for those of you who haven't heard about it, it's actually called the Edmonton Super Mall. I highly recommend you when you're bored to... because. Most people in the good old United States of America, they think that their malls are the best. And I'm sure there's some mall in the United States that's bigger and better than this bad boy. But this is the best one we got here in Canada. There is an underground submarine that drives. Well, of course, it's well, it's underwater. It's not underground. How can it drive underground? It's an underwater submarine, which, wait, which submarines aren't underwater? Well, I guess the ones that aren't. Or the ones with screen doors. But... Anyways, it's got a submarine, it's got a roller coaster, it's got a water park, uh, it's got everything, it's got everything. People say you could spend a week just at the mall and there's like hotels attached to it, so you kind of can. It's got everything, especially in the wintertime with those winters they have in Edmonton, they need a mall like the mall they have there, the Edmonton Super Mall. So I'm excited to check that out. There's just burger places I haven't been to there as a huge foodie. There's coffee and tea places. Of course, the owner of Angry Alpaca Coffee and Tea. Got to check all those things out. Um, there's also tons of location pinball I really want to check out in Edmonton. So I can't wait for it. If you have not got your ticket yet, I'm telling you, I'm on the yegpin.com website and I just refreshed it a few seconds ago. There is... Tons of unlimited four days. Check this out. For four days, it's $80 Canadian. So that's like, I don't know, 60 bucks, 50 bucks Americans, like 40% less, I believe, for US funds. So the match play championship, which is the closest that you're going to get to Pinberg, we call it the mini, I'm calling it the mini Canadian uh, Pinberg. I think someone said that to me. Shout out to whomever you are. I can't remember. But that match play still has 131 tickets, guys. And it's 105 days away. So there's 131 
tickets available. It's 150 bucks Canadian. That's probably just barely over 100 bucks US. And you're going to get to play, as far as I know, anyways, the closest to a Pemberg style tournament. And it's going to be so fun. I can't wait to do it. Not only will I be there, tons of players in the top 100 in the world will be there. It looks like um, good good friends. Uh, well. Uh, good friends, Mike Dimas, Sean Russell. Again, I don't want to do a shout out show, but I know Jeff Teolis is going. It'll be great to see him. Um, Joe Trevino, I believe, is going. Nick Greenan is going. Um, ton, tons of people from the U.S., like really good high-end competitive players that I haven't played with since Pemberg, or some of them never. So I'm really excited about that. There is still 22 tickets left for the women's match play event, which I'm trying desperately to get to drop target and yell to come with me. Uh, basically, if we can afford both of us to be gone for a week, uh, she'll probably come with me. And hopefully there's some of that left because I think she'd love to play in that. And then there's also the pro pinball championship. Uh, there's 66 of those tickets left. And then, of course, the awesome if you have not seen the artwork for Yegpin, Check that out. I, I'm I, I'm going to report on it when I figure out who it is. I couldn't figure it out right before the show started, but that artist did a great job. So shout out to them. That t-shirt, there's unlimited of those t-shirts and it's only 35 bucks. So yes, is this a mini shill for Yegpin? Of course. But I hope to see all of you there. I'd love to see all of you there. It's the only show I'm guaranteeing you I'm making it to this year, even though I'd love to get down to a couple in the good old United States. But that's the one for sure I know I'm going to. So next is Weird Al. I'm not going to spend too long on this because it came out quite a while ago, but wow, I love the artwork. Is there maybe like the top, maybe two or three pinball artists on the planet who could have done maybe better? Yeah, but I think the artwork was incredible. Also, the level tier of license that P3 got. I don't think P3 should be going out and spending millions of dollars on getting a huge band license like the Beatles because I don't think that they have the production capacity to make that many certainly not within a timely turnaround. I mean, uh, and look at how busy they're going to be just with Weird Al. So Jerry, P3 Multimorphic, I think that you guys nailed it. Steven Silver, a uh, fellow tribe member, also shout out. Great job that you did there. I know you're like the head of creative for that. So that's just awesome. The shots look fun. My main complaint, it's very lame. It's the same as everybody else. I just heard Dennis say this on the Eclectic uh, Pinball podcast or sorry, Eclectic Gamers podcast. Um, he was even talking about how he just didn't like that the, the flippers, how you got to, you know, the, the upper flippers are different. And I can attest, um, I am going to do a little update on Fundy Flippers 23 uh, coming up on a future episode, but I want to bring Danielle in for that because she probably remembers more of it than me, unfortunately. And I want to have Drop Target Danielle here for our Homestead update, which is coming up more than likely on our next show. And... But what I was saying about Weird Al is that Dennis was saying this, and then I even just heard Raymond Davidson, the world's top player, over there on the one-year anniversary uh, of Tribe Multiball. He was talking about this as well, and he's the top player in the world, how he couldn't wrap his brain around using those top ones and the bottom ones. And if he can't figure it out and he can figure out how to play Avengers and how to score big in that, I mean, figure it out, like, you know, help with the rule set for it and, and do all of that, then, oh, my God, obviously – obviously Jerry you got to change that bro you gotta you gotta I get why you have it like that so it's quicker to take in and out for the people so maybe at home people might choose to do that if they're taking it in and out I think when you I think even the biggest uh p3 fans when they get their new multimorphic system and it's you know the new weird Al cabinet they're probably going to leave it in for a month straight who cares if a month later what's a bigger negative a month later you having to take you know an extra 10 minutes to move the flippers over you know, or change something in the menu quickly, or 
is it worse to try to remake your brain, learn how to, to play pinball? So as I was saying at Fundy Flippers this Saturday, I had to play Jungle Lord and they have the Magna saves up on the top thing. And, you know, a Magna save, I get my head around because it's not a flipper, but just separate. Imagine if Jungle Lord, those upper flippers were different flippers and you're always switching back and forth. It would be very, very, very challenging. And I think that's one thing that's definitely, definitely, definitely got to change. But love the artwork, love the shots. I think it's very smart. They have Bo and Karen's working there. Um, Colin also went over there. Um, I'm very excited for P3. I think they're doing some good things. I'm excited to see what they come out with next. I'm not going to get a Weird Al theme. Uh, I am the I am Pinball's weirdest Al. He's weird, but I'm weirder. Believe me. The last thing I wanted to talk about was yeah, uh, my last podcast. I kept saying how that's it. Now I'm going to shill, and then I totally forgot to shill my two pinball machines. Sing along. And good old Big Shot have both tentatively sold. Uh, they I haven't got a specific pickup date yet, but I have been sent the deposit. So they sold very, very, very quickly. If you're still interested in them, I will let you know on the show if they don't get picked up. But I'm sure they will. Really nice gentleman out of Toronto. Um, fairly well known in the pinball industry. Loves uh, those things. He, well, sorry, he loved those things. He loves EMs. So he really wanted Big Shot. So he purchased it, but his buddy who lives out here is coming to pick it up and then he's going to trade with him later or something. I don't really know what's happening. I don't really care. As long as they put the money on the glass when they get here, why would I care? But, so I'm not going to chill about those machines because they're already sold. When I decided I was going to bring back the Pinball Podcast, I said I'm going to save at least a minute or two of each episode to like mention something that might just help me. Because before, Danielle would always say, well, I love that you do the Pinball Podcast, but it'd be great if we had a little bit extra income. And I always said, yeah, but I don't have enough listeners to get any income. And now at this point, we've seen even with Chris uh, from Canada's Pinball Podcast that, you know, he, he is, he, you know, the show I was on with him got over 5,000 listens. And I believe it was, you know, his first show to get 5,000, which I thought was really cool. I think Ben, Ben Hex is maybe there as well now, but uh, like with the Deep Root Tell All, which that makes sense. I was, sh I was shocked. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. But I think it's a lot of people from his show just didn't know who I was because I only have a listener base of average, like I average getting 150 to 250 listens. So my pinball podcast is the true Ellie, but here's what I wanted to shill a little bit about. And that is about drop target. Danielle, my awesome wife worked her butt off on finding the best coffee roaster on the East coast, laughing whale. Then we ordered our six favorite coffees from them. Then we did the same thing that we've always done with tea blending is blended together two, three, if not four different types. Now we wanted to stick as close to single origin by only having two different coffees. So we have two new coffees right now. City Lights, which is a light roast, which is my favorite. And the one I think that's, if you're going to be doing espresso, this is what you, the one you probably want to get. If you're more of a drip coffee or a run over or any, any other thing other than espresso, you probably want to go for the medium roast, which is the bean me up. Not, not to be confused with bean me up, but I thought that was a very clever name. She came up with both names. She did the, you know, I help do all the tasting and I do really think that the city lights is a slightly better, like overall, it's not as flavorful because it's not as much of a dark roast, but it is incredible. So for all of you listening who have me on Facebook under Albert Agar, you can simply go to my profile and you'll see there's a link to our uh, Squarespace store right there. Don't try to Google us. It's hard to find us that way. It's just much easier to do it this way. I took the time and energy to do this podcast for you guys today. The least you can do is at least go check out the page and decide if you want to buy it for yourself. Um, I did the math. If you were to buy one of each roast to see what you like, 
Um, you would end up getting, you know, most people use about 20 grams per espresso, 16 to 20 grams, depending on if they're in the single, the double, whatever. But you would, you'll get in around 20 to 25 coffees or espressos, maybe slightly more, or sorry, slightly more with espressos because they use a little bit less uh, per cup typically. But then again, our coffees are so strong and flavorful that you could probably run it through a drip at less than at like a scoop per cup, and it would still be more flavorful than 99% of coffees out there. So here is my shill. It would really be super duper duper rad if you could take the time and energy to at least go look at the store and maybe perhaps buy some coffee. We set up the shipping so it's very reasonable to the States. I did the math. If you were to buy one of each of our, like they're both $18 each, whether it's Canadian or American, we had to leave the price same. Obviously it costs way more to ship to the United States, but we get better margins slightly with the coffee because we earn a little bit more money that way. As Elwin rolls over onto the laptop here, stay there, Tunes. Um, so what I was going to say is that Everybody in the next week who messages me on Facebook, either through Pimmel Nerds Podcast or through my regular Facebook, and says they've put in an order through our Squarespace store for whether it's one coffee or you get both. If you do get both, it brings down the shipping cost significantly for you, and it brings down the cost per cup to about 71 cents. So that's like five times less than Starbucks, and you're supporting our little homestead here. Everybody who does that will not only get a drop target Danielle Pimball Nerds podcast trading card, which I only have nine of. So the, this is for the first nine people. Also an Orbital Albert uh, Pimball Nerds podcast trading card, which I only have nine of. So it's well supplies last. And they will also get a little Orby Jr.'s newest tea, which is a really cool tea called Funnier Chai, but it's a, it's a chai latte, basically a chai tea. And uh, that would just be awesome. Now I did also promise that I would leave with the special when lit um pinball podcast goodbye because i didn't call in and do it the other day podcasters were not allowed for the jjp playfield so here i go for bill webb i am ken cromwell have a good morning good afternoon and good evening and don't forget to take some time out of your day and play some pinball until next time pinball nerds remember to eat sleep and breathe pinball <laughs>